This is Isaac Green, the host of the Fast Break Podcast. I hope that y'all are having a great Friday. It is, it's a good week. This this has been a good week, honestly. Um, I hope y'all had a great weekend and a great week leading up towards today. Um, like I said last week, I'm going to start off every podcast with prayer. So let's get into it. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for just your guidance and your protection over us this entire week. God, we just honor you with this podcast. I honor you with this opportunity to speak about different topics. And I pray that every single word that I say brings glory and honor to you and will just resonate inside of people's hearts and their minds, Lord. God, thank you so much for who you are and what you're doing in this world, in this nation, God, and in these generations. God, we thank you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. So last week I talked about a few things like social media and the impact that it has on different generations and like depression and anxiety and um, how people look at themselves and compare to people and all that stuff. So today we're going to talk about social media, but in a different aspect, how it has a different impact in different, uh, a different place. But one thing that I did talk about last night was about Texas Tech's basketball coach and how he got suspended for a racially insensitive comment. I guess that's what you want to call it, but he was really actually quoting Bible verses to one of his players and it got twisted and taken the wrong way and the kid is overly sensitive and all this stuff. So a couple days later, actually, the coach came out and said that he had to resign, that the university and the coach came to an agreement and it was the best thing for the university that he resigned. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. This is his um, this is his statement. My lifelong goal was to help and be a positive influence on my players and to be a part of the Texas Tech men's basketball team. However, both the university and I believe this incident has become a distraction for the Texas Tech men's basketball team and the university, which I care about so deeply. I mean, I'm glad that you care about the basketball team so deeply, but you should care about your faith a little bit more. Because that's just, that's lukewarm to me. Like, you love the university, but this. Oh, you love God, but this happened. And you're not going to stand up for what you believe in, what what you love. <laughs> what, it's just, it's ridiculous. Um but this is this is an article from People Magazine, which I really don't trust. But this is like one of the only um, other articles that I can find about this subject. Um, but according to the Stadium, which is a another article, another um, sports writer article, I guess, um, told the outlet I was quoting the scripture, and it was a private conversation about coaching, which you have a job and being coachable. I said that in the Bible verse that Jesus talks about how we all have bosses and being submissive 
and honoring them, putting honor on them. So he was quote, this is what he said. He said, Adams continued. Um, I was quoting about, I was quoting the Bible about that, which I'm glad he was because I know a lot of people nowadays, they, they don't respect authority. I mean, I work with people that don't respect authority. They just brush it off or they're on their phone. Like even so, like I was talking to one of my coworkers who, I mean, technically I'm like quote unquote higher up. And I was talking to her, I was like, Hey, just make sure that you do this, this before you leave. Like it'll take like two minutes. I was being very nice, being very approachable, but she was just on her phone. She's like, yep. Okay. Got it. I'm like, are you serious? These, these kids growing up, I mean, she's only like seven years younger than me, but I feel like there's a gap in between like 1996 or the 1990s and 2000s where there's like zero respect for elders or that might just be how they grew up. I mean, I'm not going to say it's a generation thing like full heartedly, but I feel like it definitely has to play a part, but also how they grew up, how it's not really a level of respect. Cause I mean, they see all these, like I'm, I'm going to use basketball for example. You see all these NBA players like LeBron, he's pretty much the coach of the team just because of how famous he is and how good he is, how many championships he's won. Um, even though he's lost more championships that he's won. Um, you look at, I mean, I don't even think, uh, never mind. I was going to say Kobe Bryant didn't do that, but I think he did. They see all these players that do that, that they don't really put that much honor on their head coaches, but they're supposed, they're, they're there to coach you and to help you get better. So, I mean, you should put honor on them because they're putting you, putting you in a position to lead, to succeed with all the working pieces around you. Without that coach trying to get all these players alongside of you, LeBron, there wouldn't be a good team. I mean, the Lakers aren't doing too hot, but you know what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's annoying. It really is annoying. I'm Like I said last week, I'm really glad that I was raised in the home that I was raised in because they, they taught me a lot about respect and respecting elders, respecting authority. And that's just biblical truths where you put honor on your parents and those of authority. It's just, yeah. It's just heartbreaking. It's just crazy. Anywho, so there's that. <laughs> that's really all I have to say about that. I'm not going to try to focus a lot about sports today. I'm going to really talk about, again, social media. And I know, like I said, I talked about it like depression and all that stuff last week. But today I want to take it to the next level and how politics have been really influenced by and have influenced social media. And this, this has been around like this is nothing new. But it's just gotten worse and worse since 2016. And I think we know all know why. Because someone won the presidential office who people don't think should have. 
and who was quote-unquote offensive, and people started censoring stuff and calling it misinformation and blocking and reporting and all this stuff. So really, one of the main things that social media has done or that politics has done in social media has really divided our country, especially with like with the pol- with um with the elections they make the other guy look like the bad guy whatever party you're looking at whether you're democrat looking at the republican as an enemy or republican looking at the democrat as an enemy they do a really good job lately making out the republicans the bad guys and the democrats the heroes and the saviors and the ones who are going to lead us into the promised land uh-uh that is you look at what Donald Trump said during the campaigns in 2020, 2019. You look at what he said about what Biden's going to do. He is going to be pro-Ukraine, anti-America. He's going to be pro-foreign countries over the United States. He's going to raise gas prices to 5 6 $7 a gallon, where gas at that time was a little under $2, maybe a little bit over. We haven't seen that since then. We haven't seen gas prices since then. But people are like, oh, Donald Trump doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just going off because he's just a mean guy. And yet here we are three years, four years later, and he was right about everything. He has, or Biden has sent millions, if not billions of dollars to Ukraine He has been pro-foreign countries over the United States. He went over to Ukraine when the whole stuff in uh, Ohio went down with the railroad track and how it derailed and a whole bunch of toxic chemicals exploded pretty much. And he was nowhere to be seen on United States soil. So there's that. And gas prices... I was in Fresno, California last year, and gas prices were six thirty. And here it was almost four dollars a gallon. And it's still over three dollars. It's like three twenty-nine. And it really it's just been going up and down between three and four dollars. I maybe for like two weeks, maybe it was under three dollars. But anywho. I digress about that. Let's get back to the real topic. Um, Yeah, it's been such a social divide with politics. And then you go on social media and you see all these posts about LGBTQ and Black Lives Matter. And like, we're supposed to be acceptable of that. And if you're not, you're called a racist or homophobic or an extremist. (laughs) Seriously, that's what that's what people are calling people. Are calling uh, conservatives. They're calling people all sorts of names for not agreeing with them. And yet, people want equality. People want equal rights. Equal opportunities. It's a one-way street for them. Either I'm going to get this, or, or I'm going to do this, and you're going to like it, or you're racist. And I'm going to call you all sorts of names and scream in your face. I mean, you see, it, you see it all over the place. If you follow any conservative um, like platforms or um, profiles or 
people, any conservative people on Instagram, Twitter, or whatever, if they're even allowed back on Twitter, you'll see, like, even with the pro-abortion marches, you see this lady yelling at this guy who's recording. He's like, my choice, my choice, my choice. And you can, just, you can see the demonic spirit in her eyes. And then there's this one guy who was having a um, a conversation with a lady. She was, I think she was in her transgender transformation, quote unquote, whatever the heck that is. And just saying, like, I want the whole world. I don't want 50-50. I want the whole world. Screw equality. But like their whole thing is like, we want equality. We want a place in this world but you're not allowing us to have that equal say, our equal opinion. Okay. Yeah, like, it, it has caused so much divide, and it, the church hasn't done anything about it. My church, on the other hand, we're, 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 um, we're not tolerant to it, but I know a lot of churches in this nation tolerate it. And it, it's just crazy because all these people who have this platform, so many Christians that have a crazy huge platform. Let's take Maverick City, for example. Naomi Rains, she supports LGBTQ. Chandler Moore, he uh, supports Black Lives Matter because he's black. But he doesn't know, I don't think he even did his research on what Black Lives Matter is even about and how demonic it is and how... It was just a Ponzi scheme to get money from these organizations, from white people. They put so much guilt on white people like, oh, yeah, black lives do matter. My life doesn't matter. White lives don't matter. Mexican lives don't matter, but black lives do. So I am going to send them a few thousand dollars to raise awareness, to show people that black lives matter. But... What they don't know is some of the leaders of Black Lives Matter bought mansions with black fencing around them, like barricades. What? 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 Where did my money go? It went there. It, 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 it had nothing to do with George Floyd. It had nothing to do with anything that they were talking about. It went to prosper the leaders, and then they evacuated the organization to live highly and boldly in this mansion, but scared for their lives, so they bought a fence, like a huge metal fence around their property. Because once people find out the truth, once a mass majority of people find out the truth, we're coming for them. So I was, I was actually doing a little bit of research on this subject the other day, so... 64% of Americans believe that social media has a negative effect on our country caused by false information, lack of truth and transparency, and the narrative being twisted for political gain for the left. Yeah, I'd say that's about right. I honestly think it's a little bit more than that. But, and it's true. I mean, you look at Facebook and Twitter during the 2020 election, I'm just going to use that as an example because it's it's a pretty good one. They 
blocked, censored, and called anything that conservatives posted about Joe Biden and the Democrats false information. They blocked it. They took it off. If if we posted anything about the the left, the Democrats, in a negative way that made them look bad, even though it was the truth, even though it looked bad, they would take it off. And no one would see it. Like there's this guy, Brad Barton, who posted live streams on Facebook. He does stuff on Telegram and all this stuff. But he would post, he would do live streams on Facebook, but then Facebook banned him. So he had to start doing it on his wife's channel or her profile. Like, dude, he's just, he's just telling the truth. They don't want it on there for the American people to see so they can actually open their eyes to see what's really going on so they're not being um, fed what society's feeding them, like I said a few podcasts ago. Users don't know what to believe anymore. Like people on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they really don't know what to believe anymore because of all these things that are coming out that even like liberal news places are even posting about. Like let's take the vaccine, for example. CDC and other people involved are saying, quote unquote, that it's possible that heart disease, cancer, all these illnesses are possibly linked to the vaccine. Or, better yet, that um, natural immunity works better than the vaccine. That's what they're saying now. You can look it up. That's what they're saying now. That if... It works better if not better, or it works e- it works equally to or if not better than the vaccine is natural immunity. And then they're also saying that masks never worked. So we knew that from the get-go. We we as in white hat, true-blooded Americans who don't take crap from the government and aren't force fed. Or we refuse to be force-fed. We, like, no. We're not going to do what she tells us to do. Because, like, you know, back, I mean, they still say it now. Like, the pro-abortion people. My body, my choice. So, why can't I say that with my body, with the vaccine? Because so many people at my job, like, when the vaccine was first available, they forced us to get the vaccine. They didn't, they weren't like, oh, if you don't get the vaccine, you can't work here. But they were like force feeding, like, hey, you should get the vaccine. Hey, you probably should get the vaccine. You really need to get the vaccine. No. Me and a few others actually at my job never got it. And it's funny, the guy, one of the guys that never got it, he has a huge, uh, huge truck that has a whole bunch of FJB stickers on it. So that's kind of funny. Very pro-Trump. And he's from Philly, too, which is wild. I'm, there's only a handful of people from Philly that are uh, ultra-conservatives. Or, quote-unquote, extremists, as the liberals would say. So, yeah. So, like, during the lockdowns, 
the American people really got most of their information from social media and like TV. They never really got it like hands on information. Like it, it was crazy. So like I said, like they were eating society's feeding them. And so like anything that came out that was against what they originally believed from like CNN or Twitter or Fox news, some of Fox news made them weary and confused. Like according to this article that I read last night, like most cases people would come out and just bash them for being conspiracy theorists. Like anything, like anything right winged that was against the vaccine, against COVID, against Fauci, against CDC, against Biden, against Kamala, against anyone on the left, they were, they were called conspiracy theorists. Now, like, look what's coming out. Like I said, the CDC saying all these things against what they originally believe. And now people are even more confused. It's like, wait, we just spent almost two years, three years wearing masks, getting boosters, and now you're saying they don't even work? Yeah. Like, we've, like I said, we've been saying these things since 2000 or 2020, and now the quote-unquote higher-ups are saying it three years later. And they're saying it was really made in a lab and it was a gain-of-function project, which Rand Paul was investigating or was the leader of the investigation against Fauci and the gain-of-function project. And Fauci kept swearing on his life that it wasn't a gain-of-function project. But now they're saying it was created in a Chinese lab, which Trump said in the beginning, it was made in China. It's a China virus because it was made in China. <laughs> Thank you. And China. It, like I said, it came from China as a biological weapon. So it's just, it's just crazy. It really is. It's just wild to think that the people who called us conspiracy theorists are the ones that are saying that, well, unintentionally saying that we were right. <sighs> it's crazy. Go back to social media. So social media like I said, caused an issue in the 2020 election. They twisted the narrative and any, literally anything that opposed a liberal agenda. And they called it misinformation. Like I said, like Facebook or Twitter when, um, shoot, I forgot the old guy's name or old Twitter CEO's name. But Elon Musk, thank you so much for buying Twitter. That was, that was huge. Even though Trump won't go back to Twitter because of, how everything went down a few years ago. Like, for instance, they twisted the narrative of the January 6th. Yes, it got crazy, but it was not an insurrection. It was not at all. You look at what Tucker Carlson just posted and what, just, what he just released. He released a good amount of security footage from January 6th inside the Capitol. And that's not even all of it. Like, you'll see that it wasn't the case. You'll definitely see that it wasn't the case on January 6th. But social media has enough influence and enough power and a big enough platform and, quote-unquote, they have enough say in the world to twist 
Everything. Literally everything. And it's, it's not right. It's not fair to the American people. It's not fair to people who know the truth and them being called, called conspiracy theorists and I'm not, <laughs> and some not too friendly other words, let me say. And like social media has really, well, not social media, but like the left has destroyed television movies and shows for kids seriously like i was even i was talking to um talking to a guy the other day at work and we were just talking about disney plus we we're talking about prime or a prime uh, video talking about hulu and youtube and all these things like we just went on a, like a rabbit trail of conversation and it was just, it was refreshing to know that he thinks the same as me in a more conservative point of view. But we were just talking about um, how left-leaning the media has gotten, like television, movies, and shows, like I said. Like there's... They're showing transgenders. They're showing drag queens on kids' TV shows. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I saw it on um, the Sesame Street. Or they're they're going to put a transgender or a, a drag queen on Sesame Street with Elmo and all that stuff. Y'all, I'm, I'm really somber about this because... I don't ever want this to happen to my kids where they have to watch this. They'll, they'll never watch this as long as I'm around and as long as my wife and our in-laws are around. But, oh my gosh. It's heartbreaking to know that parents don't even think twice about letting their kids watch this. It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. It is so gross because the parents don't even know what's really going on. They don't know the spirit of deception that is operating in these TV shows. And even, like, again, call me a weirdo, but, like, I'll never let my kids watch Harry Potter because it's witchcraft. Straight up witchcraft. I'll never let my kids watch anything with Scarlet Witch. I mean, the word witch is in her name. And that's just straight up demonic. You look up, look it up in the Bible. <laughs> it's demonic. And like now, like being more sensitive to like spiritual things, the Holy Spirit has really opened up my eyes and my level of discernment to see what's what Marvel was really doing. They were opening up a demonic portal. For them to operate in to suck people in by just watching their movies. But that opens up so many things in your house, in your life, in your heart, in your mind. And then things start getting twisted. It's crazy. It, it's wild. Like, I feel like, no. Yeah, so my buddy Luke, my brother-in-law, he actually talks about 
movies and how um, like he kind of like dissects movies in a spiritual sense. So you should go check it out. Vertical Discourse, Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. So go check it out. Like they put gay relationships even more so. Like I know that it's it used to be like super 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 subtle back in the day, but like now they're like force feeding it. It's like, hey, accept this, accept this, accept this. No, <laughs> no, I don't think I will. As uh, as uh, Captain America said at the end of Endgame, no, I don't think I will. But anywho, it. And like with the whole drag queens too, like you look at, you look at white chicks, and how that was acceptable. You look at Mrs. Doubtfire, like this. This is on me too, guys. Like I'm not here to bash anyone. Like, if anything, I'm kind of bashing me because I watched Mrs. Doubtfire. I freaking loved Mrs. Doubtfire, but now looking back at it, I'm like, yeah. That opened up a doorway to many more opportunities to put uh, cross-dressers into movies, into TV shows, into kids' shows. Because that, that was like the start of it. That, was, that wasn't like the first movie to start it, but like that was one of them to like the kickstart and make it more socially, quote-unquote, acceptable. Like, oh, man. Dang, guys, I wasn't even planning on talking about that. Gosh, that, that, that hit me deep. Man, I feel, I feel convicted on that one. Um, but it's just wild how much we let get away in like movies growing up. And how much we did, really didn't even see, like, how, like, different things, like, different, like, subliminal messages that we just completely missed in... Disney movies, uh, Disney movies especially, actually. Like, uh, Disney. It's just, it is so left-leaning now. And it's gotten so perverted and so twisted and so deceptive and it's so sad. And, like, what's more sad is, like, the whole, not the whole goal, but like one of the main goals of the LGBTQ community is to target kids because they're super, super vulnerable at this stage in their life and they're still trying to figure out who they are and what their identity is, that they target that age group, the kindergartners, the preschoolers, all them. Target them and get them to believe that this is okay. You should be a trans. You should get a sex transition, a sex change. Or you should be a lesbian or you should be a gay guy or you should do this or do this that follow our propaganda. And what's even more sad than that is the parents that are letting it happen. Man, it makes me so upset. It makes me so angry at these parents. Like, you know the meme of Batman slapping Robin? That's what I want to do to these parents. It's just slap, slap them across the face, pimp slap, backhanded. 
Wake up. You say you're woke, but you're asleep. You are dead in the water asleep because you're eating what society is feeding you and you don't even realize it. It is so sad. I feel bad for these parents because the Lord's judgment is coming to them. How dare you let your kids be sucked into this garbage, to this demonic filth, and say it's okay. And telling Christians, and not even Christian, but conservatives, that we should be acceptable to this. No. We will not bow down to Baal or to Jezebel. It is so gross. And I hope people who listen to this have a heart check and to see how disgusting our society is, how deceptive BLM is, how deceptive the trans community is, and how deceptive the left liberals are. Y'all wasn't planning on getting mad during this podcast. Like, that's why I'm not going to send my kids to a private school or a public school. I'm taking, I'm taking them to our church school because I want to know that wherever I send my kids, they're going to be getting godly teachings, not weird, worldly, atheists, gay, BLM teachers are indoctrinating my kids. Like I was, I watched a video yesterday right before I went to bed and it was a video of this like discussion panel, right? And there was probably like 20 people on it. It was just like a a random group of people. And there was this guy who claimed to be a girl. He was talking about how he had, he was teaching a class. First day he had 20 students. Second day he had 17. And the next day or the third day, some of the parents came in and told him that they were going to drop their kids from his class. And he got offended. He's like, oh, that's not right. That's not fair. Parents shouldn't be able to do that. But this other guy, and he he just stood up to him. He was like, no, it is right because parents have a right to take their kids out from whatever they want because it's their kids. My body, my choice. My kids, my choice. You want to play that game? Let's go. Come on. It's my body, my choice. It's my kids, my choice. And a lot of people in that discussion panel gave him, like, like started clapping. He didn't say my kids, my choice, but, like, that's what I was thinking. But, like, people started clapping for him. And the, the gay dude just, like, shook his head. He was like, okay. Didn't, really didn't say anything after that. We need more parents like that. It's like, no. It's... Why are you bashing the parents? Like if a parent doesn't want you teaching them, shut up. It's their choice. They brought this kid into this world. They can sure as heck take him out of a classroom. Like I'm, if parent, if other parents are like, oh, why didn't you send your kids to a private school? Why didn't you send them to a public school? You see what they're teaching your kids right now? Well, you probably should. (laughs) You probably should pay a little bit more attention to what they're teaching your kids in public schools and private schools. Sure, it's like not teaching them about God, but that's why I want to, like I said, uh, that's why I want to take my kids to a church school, like the one at my church. 
They have a great, great school. Like that's where my wife graduated. And that's where my two little brothers-in-law will be graduating from. And it's a really good school. Like I know all the teachers. They all go to the church. And they're all great, godly people. But uh, this is so sad. Like, again, that's why we need to pray for this nation, y'all. We need to pray that people become awake, awaken. <laughs> that reminds me of a story. I'm sorry, I got to go on a rabbit trail real quick. So I graduated from Wake Tech. I graduated six years ago. And there was a class president. He's from Nigeria, this big old black guy. He was awesome. And he gave a speech. And to begin his speech, he goes, who are you? Where are you? Where are you going? And how are you going to get there? And I was like, hmm, good start. This is awesome. And then in the middle of his speech, he goes, when I went to wake tech, I was awakened. And he throws like a little W sign with his fingers. <laughs> I was awakened. So like he said, people need to be awakened. So... Um, so to recap, people need to stand up for what's right. Like the Texas tech coach, he should have stood up to what he believed in with the Bible and his faith and God. We need to stand up for our kids. We need to stand up for them because they, they, they don't know right from wrong at this age. They, they really don't. They don't know right from wrong. So that makes them vulnerable for that community to just attack and start indoctrinating. So we need to stand up to that. We need to stand up to the liberals trying to take over our social media platforms. Like, again, thank God for Elon Musk because he has been posting a lot of things like the, like he posted different files, like the, the quote unquote Twitter files. And people need to, People need to do their research and start looking those up. Start uh, downloading those PDFs of those files. Start reading them. Start getting educated. Instead of just believing everything you see on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and CNN. It's funny, though. Um, Weird Al, this is, it, this is relatable. Trust me. Weird Al Yankovic, he does parody songs of like um, Riding Dirty... Um, Gangster's Paradise, all these things. And one of his songs is like, everything you know is wrong. And as soon as all this stuff started happening with COVID and the vaccine and just di different like little theories that we thought were true or like different things that happened in our nation that we thought were true, that were actually false, that they were actually planned. Um, and just everything that we were taught when we were a kid was wrong and all this stuff. I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Does Weird Al know what's happening right now? What's coming out that the mainstream media won't post? Like 9-11 actually being an inside job by George Bush? Whoops. <laughs> I just went there. Um, That's another topic for another day. Because I remember I talked about it in the first episode, like George Bush. It's like, ah, oh, that guy's another topic for another, uh, another podcast. Which I might get to. I might not. Um, we'll see how I'm feeling. <laughs> Depends on the day. But 
back to the recap. We need to do more of our own research. When I say we, I mean everyone, not just conservatives, but all different types of people from different backgrounds, from different political views. Do your research. Don't just take in and soak in everything that you see on social media, on CNN, on TV, what Hollywood is saying about this different subject. Take it with a grain of salt. Take your time to do your research. Ask the Lord for discernment. And you'll, you'll see what we're seeing. And just, again, just pray. Pray for this nation. Pray for our kids. Pray that, that the spirit of deception will finally come to an end. And that the corruption will be revealed to the public. And they'll see the real evil that's going on in this world. That's going on in D.C. That's going on in Hollywood. Because, you know, I love this nation. I love America. Like, I love this country. But I just hate where it's at right now. And I wish people, like I know a lot of people who believe the same things that I do. But there's a vast majority that don't. And like I said on the last podcast, a lot of people are searching for the truth. That just hasn't been shown to them in a language that they can understand. Because people are going to need to know the truth very soon before everything hits the fan. Because a lot of things are going to come out on social media about what's going on in D.C., who the guy in D.C. really is, what's going on behind the scenes in Hollywood with the pedophilia ring, with the child trafficking that's going on around this nation, around this world, and who the good guys really are and who the bad guys really are. A lot of things are going to be coming out. So I just pray that people start opening their eyes and to see what's going on and to repent and come to Christ. Seriously, man, it's just... Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you that you are unfolding and showing us the deception that is going on behind the scenes. Lord, I pray that you will give insight and motivation to receive the insight about what's going on. Give these people a fresh lens and a fresh discernment to see the corruption and the deception that is going on across our nation, across this beautiful, beautiful planet that you have so boldly and beautifully created. Lord, we, we just thank you for who you are. Again, just... You are the Almighty the Omega, the beginning and the end. You know what's going to happen. You've seen what's going to happen in the future. You've, you've seen the swamp being drained. You have seen the darkness that is going to be brought into the light 
for everyone to see. And people will finally realize that they were deceived this entire time. And Lord, I just pray that you will begin to strengthen and begin to equip your children to help these people once the darkness is brought into light. Because a lot of people won't know what to do. They're going to be in an emotional and physical shock when they find out what's really going on. They'll have no idea what to do. They won't know what to believe anymore. But God, I pray that you will bring your children to be equipped with your word, with your presence, Lord, with your Holy Spirit to help these people and to bring them home so they can be close to you, Father, and they can have rest and peace to know that you are with them, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. We thank you, God, in your name. Amen. Guys, thank you all for listening. I know this podcast went a little bit long, but and last week's went a little bit long, but that was just on my heart, and I really appreciate y'all listening to this. Um, for the next podcast, I don't know what I'm going to be talking about, so <laughs> might be something totally random. Could be something that actually involves politics, or actually, I might take a little bit of break of podcasts, or not podcasts, but politics. But send me comments. Um, I'll put a little. Uh, Q&A thing at the bottom of the podcast on Spotify. So if y'all have any questions or if y'all want me to talk about a certain topic, please let me know. Um, some of y'all might have my personal numbers to so text me or um, follow me on Instagram and message me on there. All right, y'all. I love y'all. Be blessed. You know what to do. <laughs>